A martini shaken. No! Shocking. Yep. Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd. I love the fact that Duty had to say yep after he hit record, so now this podcast starts with yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for that, Duty. Uh, or we... edit it out. <laughs> Not going to happen. It's against the rules of the podcast. Never edit. Straight to exactly. air. Raw and uncut. Exactly. The only podcast where we will go on massive tangents about the point systems associated with Uber Eats and Menulog. I am your host for today, Tom, and I am joined, of course, by two lovely men. The first of which I will introduce is Fuzzy Dan. Hello, sir. Now, all right, I've, I have a question about Menulog and the point system and the level system around Menulog. A, what the fuck, uh, and B, what level are you, Tom? No, so I, w- I was talking about the Uber Eats one. Oh, okay. Um, and, and, and while we're going here, so let, let, let me pull up my Uber Eats and so, and so Duty can contribute. <laughs> Duty's here too. Hi, Duty. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's, that it's, awkward uh, wave just for Matt, that's, that's basically <laughs> what that yip is. <laughs> Uh, so there is in Uber Eats, and I think it actually is across Uber as well. You um, or join Uber Rewards, right? Oh, I've earned a reward. Oh, I get to choose a reward. What do I get to pick? So I get to choose. I get to redeem, 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 redeem. Two months of binge, <laughs> one month of KO, ten uh, percent off all orders for the next three days. Or 10% off all rides for the next three days. Tom, Tom. Well, you're not going anywhere, so you may... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 10% not, off food for the next three days. Tom, get fat. I <laughs> would <laughs> say our, boy, our Australian boy is on pole. Go for the KO and watch an F1 race. It's the Temple of Speed this week. What content is on KO that you're watching people ride in poles? <laughs> <laughs> what Australian very, boy are you watching th- this on is, this, is, this is the best time to put a your mum joke in, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's too easy. Well, it's not yeah. because I just said, what boy is on pole and you're going to go, my mum? I mean, <laughs> just raises you know, more we, questions. Or you don't need to assume genders here and what your mum is. <laughs> your uh, mum is. So you haven't asked to answer my question, Tom. What level are you? Oh, on, yes. Uh, yeah. right, so I'm gold. Make gold. Uh, Ooh, he's, he's ranked gold. He's been playing some ranked. I have been playing some ranked. Uh, <laughs> ranked Uber Eats. <laughs> it has the it has the same it has the same impact as uh, playing ranked uh, of other games. You you eventually get carpal tunnel and fat. Um, <laughs> Bravo. So yeah, I think there's just platinum above, and then it's got <clears throat> bronze and silver. And uh, I'm on one thousand five hundred and thirty points. Where do you Ooh. see this? I'm in my Uber Eats app, but I don't see it anywhere. You have to go... To, so you go account in the bottom right-hand corner. Yes. And then under your name should be Uber Rewards or something. You need to actually sign up for it if you haven't. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. You don't get it by default. That's fine. Um, 
And so, uh, uh, see, it's, the, it's all the Uber tips. That's what you come here for is Uber Eats tips, which are incredibly important right now. This is pop culture at its sharpest. Oh, this diamond level as well. <laughs> so basically, how we listeners, how we got on to this discussion prior to hitting the record button and me saying, yep, was Tom was saying that he craves donuts. Like, you know, not just, you know, the woolly sprinkled bloody cinnamon donuts, but proper fat donuts. And I did a Google, and there's donuts in his area, but he can't be fucked walking. He must order the donuts. Thomas, I've done a, a two-second uh, like Google search, and I've found like 50 things around you that are just amazing. So like, there are so many things that are available to you, all within a five-kilometer radius. That involve walking. <laughs> I no, think no, you'll need right. it well, after you've been to the House of Bread and Pies in Elwood. Uber Eats, you need the walk. <laughs> I want the donuts at about like eight, nine o'clock at night. That's my issue. I need a donut. Okay, I need a late night donut chop, not a donut chop. Well, why not just do a donut chop and then reserve the donuts for late night? Have you met me? <laughs> I, I like this little thing called self control. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You need. You, you somehow have a donut craving at like two in the morning. You need that access, right? Exactly. Yes. Well, I mean, Seven Eleven, Krispy Kremes. A good call. Yeah, Seven Eleven's too far away. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> There's bakeries oh. near you that apparently sell donuts. That's probably like what a five ten minute walk ish. Nah, too far. <laughs> hey, duty is uh, one of the four reasons to leave home to go get donuts. No, it's to go get necessi- necessities like donuts. Excuse me, Mr. Officer, I am incredibly high right now and I must have pastries in my system or I will literally die. That's how we got onto the conversation. We haven't done it as bad this time, but I remember when we had the first stage for lockdown and I had the four reasons to leave home and there'd be times where I would be like, I need snacks for movie night tonight. I'm at Woolies and I'm just like, I hope nobody's judging me as you sit there with a block of chocolate, a packet of Doritos and like a packet of pods and just like, this is essential. Maybe I should get some bananas. <laughs> nah, no, no one gives a shit. If you're going to Woolies to go get stuff for your movie night to keep you inside, then no one gives a shit. I, apparently, like, I, I did some... I, I asked a friend who's a cop saying, can you do click and collect if it's over 5Ks? And he said, if that's the closest place to do said click and collect, that is fine. Apparently. Well, apparently... So, yeah. Well, they've tried to do the same thing in Sydney, is what I've heard, is they've tried to do... Um, the 5k radius and they've done it out more rural areas and the thing about sydney is like they're more spread out than we are we have oh, a yeah. lot more stuff like uh our density in certain areas is a lot more so like they have areas where they're just like we literally cannot get groceries within 5k's and many of them so well look my local dan murphy's is a little bit less local than i would like but you know that is an essential service i mean there are 50 other bottle shops that i literally drive past to get there but mm. i need a dan murphy's you right? need you so, need yeah. the dan murphy's man because <laughs> that's a good dan. thing with dan murphy's compared to compared to other we are not sponsored by dan murphy's uh compared to other <laughs> bottle shops is like you go to dan murphy's and go what the fuck peanut butter whiskey shit yeah but it's like you go to no, no, that's that's shop. you mate that is that is um, you not- very much doing that <laughs> Yeah, hang on. But you go to you go to local bottle shop A around the corner, and it's like sixty bucks for a bottle of Red Label. Fuck off. 
I don't. Well, I find that with like BWS or Duncan's or any of those sort of ones. That, or actually, no, maybe not as much Duncan's, but some of the He's little ones you get. More. You get stuff really cheap. I find like a you can get a six pack of Carlton for fifteen bucks at some local bottlers, but you wouldn't get that at a BWS or other places. There is there is a permanently closed down bottle shop literally opposite my place, and it's got the old advertising still stuck on the walls. Two slabs of Carlton for forty bucks. Ooh! <laughs> so they go. Please be open. Please be open. But then you're stuck drinking two slabs of Carlton. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It's forty bucks for two slabs of Carlton. <laughs> oh um, Jesus! So Shabon and I were saying, oh, let, let's not buy our, our our more expensive beer habits. That's um, and I wanted to get Carlton instead because I remembered I, I didn't mind Carlton, but I've been drinking Fat Yak and One Fifty Lashes for the last couple oh, yeah. of months, and this was the first Carlton draft I've had in a very long time and I took one sip of it and went darling next time get the other one <laughs> Carlton, Carlton works really well if it's off tap I reckon in can it's 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 uh it's not as great ah yeah it, it, it's tap stubby can for Carlton can yeah I think that's that, that that's it for most beers <clears throat> let's let's be honest uh, so, some some, be- some beers are pretty good in can yeah <laughs> So, some are argue they? that Melbourne Bitter is best in can. I argue that Melbourne Bitter, Bitter is best left at the store. Oh, damn it, <laughs> Oh, too good. Hey, have we got news this week? I mean, we've spent 20 minutes talking about Uber Eats and, uh, and booze. Have we, have we got news? No, this is the theme that is of the, the show. This, yeah, that, that is the news. <laughs> how, to, how to rank up an Uber Eats, what exactly. beers to avoid, and um, uh, something else. I, I do feel, I <laughs> do feel we need to get Tom's update when he hits a what is it diamond level. I, I don't think he's far. He's, he's got he's, he's got to increase his ratio, his donut to death ratio. Oh man, the, the the sheer amount of money that you'd have to spend to get di- to get diamond level. Each point is uh, a, like a dollar spent. Wow. Okay. Jesus. So I, I, I can just imagine you sitting there like, like I finally reached my goal. I washed myself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, each dollar is a oh, each point is a dollar spent. Oh fuck, I need to stop buying Uber Eats. <laughs> Have I really spent that much on Uber Eats since May. Jesus Christ. So what we're saying here is Tom doesn't cook. <laughs> That's the, the the vibe that I'm getting right now. I made a delicious chicken curry points. last night. It was delicious. <laughs> How, what how if I, what if I purchased food and disguised it as my own? Delightfully <laughs> devilish, Tom. I'm a good cook. How dare you? Alright, fine. Well, let's talk about news things. <laughs> fine, let's do the thing that this podcast was designed to do. <laughs> and of course, the, uh, the number one piece of news for this week and the one that everybody's been waiting for. We have... The poster for the Muppets Haunted Mansion. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> That's right. On the 8th of October, we are getting a new Muppets movie, The Muppets Haunted Mansion. Wow. It looks cool as. It's very much Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, but with Muppets. That's clearly the, um, the one from uh, Disneyland. Yeah. 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 And Kermit the Frog's got a little mustache. Ooh. That looks pretty cool. Didn't he have a mustache cool. when uh, what was it? they went to Paris or something? Or there was like a invest. I can't remember. He's definitely had a mustache before. <laughs> Just reusing I, the old ones. 
<laughs> I like it. It's it's very creepy and it's it's very cool. It's coming out on Disney Plus. Very exciting. Yes, Disney but, Plus has got some pretty good shit. Like what? I watched a seven or eight hour um, murder documentary on Star on Disney Plus this week, and it was fucking brutal. But it was really good. About whom? About a certain football player from the nineties. <laughs> A murder that took place in the 90s starring a certain football player. A certain variety of juice. Yes. <laughs> but, like, like, I'd seen, like, the People versus OJ. Well, now we know who it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this, this documentary that's on Disney+, Plus, like, properly shows photos and graphic stuff. And I'm like, this is pretty insane for Disney+. Plus. It's a, uh, I think it's an ESPN documentary as well. And it, it, it's pretty full on. But it goes up to, like, 2016, I think it is. Oh. Yeah. Hey, so can I ask a question about the Muppets poster? Because uh, <laughs> it, it's it's going to drive me insane. So yes. on the Muppets poster, we have Gonzo, we've got Kermit, we've got Miss Piggy, we've got Fozzie Bear as a headless horseman. Yeah, no and idea. We've got, and we've got... Oh, he is Pe- a headless horseman. <laughs> and we've got Pepe the Prawn. Now, I don't know about you, but Pepe the Prawn feels very much like Elmo for, for the Muppets. Like, he's just... What the fuck is Pepe the Prawn? <laughs> I had no idea what his name was. <laughs> no, I've, no. I'm like, okay, there's a dude with the big nose. There's a guy who looks like Oscar the Grouch, but it's not yep. Oscar the Grouch. There's Kermit and there's Piggy. Yeah, and there's a little orange guy. He's called Pepe the King Prawn. Um, and <laughs> he, he talks... He, he, He's very much a stereotype, but that's okay. So he's he's, he's almost he's he's quite Spanish. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's just really like I find him very irritating. But they use him for like little quippy one-liners, and that's about it. I just don't like him. So he's obviously not part of the original cast of the Muppets. He was something that was added on at some stage when they were doing all the movies. I don't know. I don't feel he's one of the main cast though. I'm surprised there's no Swedish Chef. Doesn't everyone love the Swedish Chef? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I do. I know that that's that's definitely. Me. But they, clearly, they brought him in to be. You know, he's clearly more central to this particular story if he's on the cover. Yeah, I'd say so. They don't have the. Isn't the rat guy normally pretty big in them, or is that just Treasure Island that he's a big part of? Oh, R- Rizzo, like yeah. Rizzo the rat. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. I think a gateway to Pepe like he was kind of there for a while and you know part of the main stuff but I think everyone got really sick of him really quickly and now Pepe's come along so um, yeah I don't know well I'm glad that you know what he is because I was about to ask that question because I was like I know what all the other animals are and I know that Gonzo was determined to be an alien which is why he didn't know what he was and I was like what the fuck is that little red thing yeah no Pepe the King Prawn he was born originally Pepino Rodrigo Serrano <coughs> Gonzalez um, so there you go I don't think I've seen a single thing of the Muppets. What? I know Kermit and Miss Piggy. How have you not seen the Muppets? Because I don't really watch puppet-related things when I was a kid. I will say I've I've very much enjoyed the new stuff from, um, I think, from 2010, 2011, I think it was, when they they restarted doing the Muppets. Um, Jason Biggs? Jason Biggs? No. There's two. two Jason's a girl. Yeah, and they they ended up getting... uh, uh, Brett McKenzie from uh, Flight of the Concords to write all the music for it, so um, it was pretty good. Yeah, he, they, they do a lot of song and dance stuff. It's it's actually quite funny, and I think it's very much that Flight of the Concords quippy songs that are quite catchy. So yeah, definitely enjoyable. That 2011 Muppets. There you go. 
There was two so, movies, wasn't there? Wasn't there yeah, they did uh, that, and then they did uh, Most Wanted after that. So I think that might have been the one with... Um, oh, no, Kermit's got a mole in that one. He doesn't have a moustache. He has, like, an evil twin that has a mole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have a mole. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think they're both worth worth watching. Definitely, uh, definitely something to check out. Yeah. You missed out, Diddy. You missed out on the Muppets. Two I did. I feel it is to me are the best characters. I fear it is too late for me. <laughs> it's actually not. Like Siobhan actually watched Treasure Island the other night. Um, I was doing other stuff, but I kept walking in and laughing at it. It's actually pretty funny because it's got fucking um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Curry. Yes, yeah. the villain. Um, it, it has uh, what's his name? Uh, Scottish comedian. Um, Bill Bailey. No, 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 no the other one. Bill Bailey's Bailey. not Scottish. <laughs> Billy Connolly. That's the Billy one Connolly. Yeah, he's in it as well. It's actually pretty. Like the cast is actually pretty impressive. Everyone, everyone in that movie is on point except for the kid uh, who plays Jim, who's just a fucking irritant. And not a particularly good singer, considering he was brought on mainly to sing. Yeah, no, he was. He's just terrible. Everything about that kid is just awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, I hate to shit on child child actors, but I mean, he's playing up against some pretty amazing people, and Tim Curry is having a fucking laugh in that movie. Um, he's just so out of place that you just you're not captured by the magic of everything else that's going on. No, still a good movie though. I want to watch that again. <laughs> Siobhan really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. Next up, we have... We'll go from a puppet films to animated films. We have South Park. Ew. We will be getting uh, two feature-length episodes or movies of South Park before the end of the year with two more South Park movies coming out every year until 2027. Fucking wow. awesome. Because the last one they really did was um, Imagination Land, wasn't it? That was a three-part episode. Yeah, they've they've done a few like that, so they're they're tying like episodes together, and yeah, it's okay. Imagination Land was alright. I'm I, like the, uh, Modern South Park is somewhat up to date on Netflix, and I remember Fuzzy being like, "Modern South Park is crap," and I watch it, and I'm like, "Dude, Modern South Park is still it's still the funniest cartoon. It's funnier than Rick and Morty. It's better than Archer. It's still up there for me." I don't think I've watched the latest season of Rick and Morty still. Is it out yet? Yeah, no. it's, it's it's slowly coming through. Well, no, it's actually finished now. It came through in dribs and drabs, but yes, the latest season has been finished. That's not a show you can release in dribs and drabs. You need to release it in one hit, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to keep going back to it, personally. I need to, I need to be hungover on the couch <laughs> on a Sunday morning and just let laughter ensue. Otherwise, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to keep going back for Rick and Morty personally. So they had. Um, so, so they, the way they did it, they released the first. I think it was eight episodes um, in in one block, and then they were they, they said, oh, we're going to you know wait a month and release like one big feature length like episode as as the end of it, and they ended up just releasing it as two separate episodes at the same time, which is really bizarre. But um, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they, they've lost the originality they had in the first couple of seasons, and it's just a little bit draggy now. <laughs> I don't even think I can really watch it anymore. Like, Netflix has got this shuffle mode now where you can just let it pick something random for you. One of them was Rick and Morty. I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. And after 15 minutes, I'm like, I'm fucking over it. 
some of the episodes are good, others are not so good. But um, yes, that's I think that's season five now, or is that yeah season five? Yeah, I think I watched <laughs> season two or season three episode, and I was like, nah. But I mean, let's let I mean talk about South Park. Like, there's I mean feature length movies. Yeah, sure, whatever. They've done a couple of them recently. They did one about um, lockdowns and uh, legalizing oh, yeah. weed and all the rest of it, and it's it, it was okay. I've just I've I've lost all will to follow South Park and just keep up with the storylines. Yeah. It's just yeah, I don't know. It drags a little bit for me because that's what the deal. Is. So the deal is six more seasons and fourteen new films. That's that's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> that's a shitload. I mean, have you guys watched any of... Because it's not on Disney Plus, and I don't know why, but <clears throat> the newest seasons of The Simpsons are on normal free-to-air TV. And, like, I just turned the TV on, The Simpsons came up. I was like, oh, that's what's on now. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll put it on the background. The voice actors are very old. Mm-hmm. Like, Marge's voice sounds like she's playing, like, Grandma Bouvier, because she's talking like this. <laughs> oh, I'm like, ooh... You either need to stop the show or you need to just go like, all right, fuck it, we're aging everyone. <laughs> she sounds like a, her mum sounded. Do you remember? Yeah, like- yeah, she sounds like, <laughs> She sounds exactly like that. And I'm like, okay, look, I understand people still love The Simpsons, but you need to do something because people are getting fucking old. Yeah. They, I mean, they've, they've done it in the past where they bring in, um, they either kill off the character or they bring in somebody who's got a f- severely good uh, impression of them as, yeah. the, as the new person. And it's, yeah, it, it can get very hard. So I think there'll, there'll come a time where they just start replacing people on The Simpsons because if they want to keep going, which they pretty much can go forever, um, yeah, they, they'll need to bring in some new people. There's this um, really amusing video that I was watching the other day it was like on um, uh, Cringe or something and it was uh, Nancy Nancy Cartwright? Yep, yeah yeah. Um, going into stores and doing the uh, Bart Simpson voice ordering stuff uh, or speaking to the um, cashiers behind the desk at these clothing stores and it was like uh, 18 year old guy who was there who was serving her Ooh, hit my mic out of the way whoops um <laughs> who was serving her and he was doing the Bart Simpson voice and the look on the guy's face was just like, who the fuck is this woman doing this voice at me and what's going on? Because he clearly had no fucking idea who she was. And I was like, ooh, people... I mean, 20 years ago, she probably could have gone around and done that and people would have been like, oh, I know who you are. Like, an 18-year-old now, I don't think they'd have any idea who she was. No, No, they they clearly weren't... um Raised correctly if they don't know what the <laughs> <Simpsons> are. <laughs> yeah, I know who Nancy Cartwright is. No. Yeah, but like, no, the voice of Bart Simpson, right? Yeah, I, look, I think Bart Simpson was of a time and of a certain age group, and you know, people between certain ages absolutely remember The Simpsons, but it's no longer culture, culturally relevant. Like, hardly anybody watches it who's outside of our age group, and we only watch, like, everything up to season 12. Um, like, it's just... Season 10, please. <laughs> Season 12 still has some good stuff, uh, but, like, there's... Yeah, that's it. Like, it's gone on for 30 years. Like, no one gives a shit anymore. Nope. Uh, yeah. I think... Uh, if you get uh, someone... The guy who does the voice of Rick and Morty going into a fucking place and doing his voice, everyone will be like, yeah, it's a Rick and Morty, guys! 
Speaking of not giving a shit anymore, uh, the Venom film has been moved forward to... Yeah, so Venom Let There Be Carnage has been brought forward two weeks. Well, it was originally uh, pushed to June 2021 from October 2020 and then pushed to October 15th and now it's being brought back up to October 1st. So we'll be able to see Venom in less than a month, guys. No, we won't, because we're in lockdown. Also, this movie doesn't look good. Did you guys see the new poster they released for this movie? No. Oh, it's, no. it's got... Oh, you got to take a look. I'll chuck it on the on the, the listener community, right? It's got everyone on. It's got Venom, and it's got Carnage, and it's got Tom Hardy, and it's got Woody Harrelson. But Woody Harrelson is... I, I don't oh. know for the, for the listeners or for both of you, if you've seen the, the Adam Sandler, Jack Nicholson movie, Anger Management... <laughs> there's a there's a scene where Jack Nicholson is smiling and nodding, and he looks he, he's doing a bit of a Joker smile, but it looks creepy as fuck because he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Woody Harrelson is doing that smile, trying to be menacing, and he looks like a fucking toddler inside a supermarket who is getting his way. Like, <laughs> that is the smile that Woody Harrelson is pulling on that poster, and it looks fucking weird. Yeah, I don't yes, particularly find his smile that menacing. No. No, the, I would have gotten someone like Jackie or Haley or something. Well. I'm just going to say as well, whoever was in charge of the haircuts in this film needs to be shot. Um, Woody Harrelson looks, again, you, you're right, toddler in a supermarket getting his way. <laughs> I've got my <laughs> chocolate bar. And right. then whatever the fuck is happening with Michelle Williams here, like the, the fucking wig that she's got on, Jesus I mean, what the fuck Christ. is happening with Michelle Williams? She couldn't remember her name in the first <laughs> Venom movie, and they hire her again for this movie. She's going to be dying off in the first ten minutes. I'm, I'm calling it. That's what Cletus Cassidy kills Michelle Williams, and then Venom's on a rampage. That's the whole. That's that's the that's the crux of this story. Sure, <laughs> I mean I'm on board for that. Ah, <laughs> uh, this this movie, this movie's so bad. Who was I? Was I talking with, with Tom? That just Tom Hardy and, and and this whole Venom sort of anthology or whatever it is they're trying to make of it. Like it just doesn't feel like Venom. Like Tom Hardy isn't Eddie Brock. Yeah, it was. It was me. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Sony. Look, I look. I don't mind him like as as Eddie Brock specifically. I think he's. I mean, I I like Tom Hardy as an actor. I think he's been given some shit to work with, and it's just yeah, they they don't really know what to do with this character. Yeah, there's too much. I think they're trying to be Deadpool, um, and, and in terms of funny but brutal kind of thing. But then they, you know, this is coming out as a PG-13 rated movie. So they've definitely toned down the violence and everything else that needs to be as part of a Venom movie. So I don't know. I think they're, they're just pulling all their punches to get a more, a wider audience and they need to go hardcore. Yeah, they need to go in one direction and stick that way rather than, yeah. Don't I mean, Deadpool for all audiences. Yeah, like that was the problem with the first movie, right? We were all saying like they could have done this better, or, you know, they could have been more violent and more of this, that, and the other thing. Then they could have cut out all the other crap that didn't work. But they've chosen to continue that path, and it just, yeah, it was not good. I think the only reason like Venom did well in the box office in regards to getting its sequel as well, because everyone thought Spider Man would be in here. And if Tom Hardy Spider Man was going, Tom Hardy, if Tom Holland Spider Man was going to be in Venom, it's like, well, it's part of the MCU. So maybe we should see this movie thinking that maybe that Venom will make his way into the MCU and we could have Venom and fucking Avengers and blah, 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 blah. And then when he wasn't in it and it's like, no, this isn't part of the MCU, this is separate, 
will Venom still make as much money as the first because people went to go see it thinking that it could be tied in uh, I think people, some people did go and see it for it to be tied in but I think um, there's no denying that Venom is one of the most popular and known villains like if you look at lists of top 100 villains of all time before this movie even came out Venom's yeah. normally in the top 10 like he's yeah, normally he's there like, most people know Venom Most a lot of people like Venom like I, I think Venom can stand on his own two feet without Spider-Man um, but obviously they need people who actually do a better job of it yes yep. they very much do I, I think characters like Venom and so on and so forth they need their their main sort of you know villain or hero attachments because like look at Birds of Prey like that was a movie set in Gotham with some key Gotham characters and key Gotham landmarks exploding and <laughs> like it just made no fucking sense and it just didn't work so it's it's more probably easier to do a character like say Venom but if you did a like if you did a Joker standalone film which of course we have had but because of the time setting that it was set in you could get away with not having Batman because Bruce Wayne is a kid mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's a it's a legit knife's edge in regards to making something like this. Very true. But speaking of standalone films, we have Aquaman 2's new suit. Yes, it's very Abby. Lots of abs. <laughs> you bought me a Abby normal suit. Like it's like massively abs. It's. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's very similar in regards to, say, a Superman or a Batman suit. That it is basically an ab suit with a with a like a, a material over the top of it, sort of like Superman's suit. Um, so rather than Aquaman suit from the Aquaman film or from Justice League being like an armor plating, this is yeah. It's I feel like you could take the Aquaman panels and the belt off of it. You could easily slap a Batman logo on the middle of it maybe change a colour or here or there and it's a Batman suit yeah still though I don't mind it doesn't look too bad I don't mind it I think I like the Justice League suit the best though the Atlantean armour yeah yeah I I think I'm a little bit tired of the um, like every time a superhero movie comes out they have to have a new fucking suit Um, just keep the same yeah it is for toys I know it's it's for toys toys. merchandising I know, I know it is. You know, oh look, he's got a new suit. It's got a hat. <laughs> it's just, it's stupid because it just uh, like they, you're developing a particular character with a particular look, and then all of a sudden the look changes. It's like they're not changing that much. Like honestly, if they were real life superheroes, they they stick with one look, and then that's it. Um, hey, I speak again to uh, to the Deadpool movies. Like he stayed the same. He looked the same over the two movies. No, he had that ex- Ash explosion suit, which was made in black and grey, remember? Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I, th- I think if you stick with one look, that is totally fine. And you will t- totally sell more to- like toys again because you get to do all sorts of different things as well. But I, I just just keep the one suit. The one look is fine. <laughs> I, I don't think... Ba- Batman this- makes sense to change suit, I think. Yeah, to update and sort of, you know, better tech and all that well, sort of stuff like cause, that. Yeah, because his suit is part of his <laughs> ability. Su- Superman's suit did change between um, Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. See, and then that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so that changed over. Um, 
Ant-Man suit changed from the first Ant-Man film to Captain America Civil War, um, all of the suits, I'm a costume whore, all of the suits in Avengers Age of Ultron are recolors of the suits they wore in no, their no, second no, no, films. No. Let's be honest, you're not a costume whore, you're addicted to hot toys and you know all <laughs> of this because all new hot toys get released, released when the costumes change. Damn right. <laughs> He's failing to see a problem with that logic. <laughs> no, there's no problem with it. The, the, similar to Fuzzy's argument, the biggest problem, and it's 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 my biggest fucking pet peeve in in regards to the entire series, besides and Palpatine coming back to life. But like <laughs> the costumes in the new Star Wars films are literally like, oh, player one and player two are both playing a scorpion. Guess the other scorpion better have a bit of a red tinge to it. Like, that is legit the costume department for the new Star Wars films. Oh, Ray's in the same outfit. But instead of it being white and white, it's going to be grey and blue. Oh, Ray's, Ray's now a Jedi. Let's just go back to white and white. Like, but see, I don't mind that. That's that's the, the point. They're not supposed to change that much. Some, you know, you're watching the development of a character, not the fucking new outfits they're wearing. That's totally yeah, but, fine. But, but um, Luke and Han and all that sort of stuff change Vader, of course. He had slight changes in his suit, similar-esque to, to Tom's regards to Batman. Slight changes and refinements to his suit. But, like, you were having someone going from a farm boy to a pilot in the Rebellion to a Jedi, like... You're gonna wear different. If I went from from working on a farm to working in an office, I'm not gonna rock up in the same in a different coloured robes, am I? I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a different wear, wear, uh, dress for the job you want, and I want to be a Jedi Knight. <laughs> for all we know, the robes that like Ray were wearing are like the um, universe's version of trackies, and she just likes to be super comfy. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't okay. say this for the Star Wars outfits. She did look like she was wearing the most comfortable. It looked very breathable, lots of breathable fabrics for the hot desert. It looked very comfortable. I'm thinking about getting a set myself. Ray Clark, can we please put, put, your, put your beard in three buns? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It can happen. But yeah, this new Aquaman suit, uh, going back to that, it, it's called the Stealth Suit. Um, so whether they're who knows in regards to what they're going to do there could be a nighttime portion of the film where they need to sneak in somewhere because you're not really going to do any sneaking in bright orange um so who knows there's also a photo of um patrick wilson who plays orn uh, ocean master um and it looks like he's trapped in the desert he's got a big long beard and he's in rags so it looks like they've they've imprisoned him <laughs> in the desert oh, he's also in abs i mean let's let's be honest he is looking fit in that photo Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks like they've uh, they they put him in prison in the middle of the desert, which is uh, yeah, pretty pretty smart for someone who lives in the water. <laughs> but also someone who like who hates the, the surface and he wants to fucking you know attack the surface and all that sort of stuff like that. It was like, well, now you're gonna live on the surface, bitch. You're not gonna get any water either. <laughs> oh, he is looking fit. Woo. Yeah, right. Give me, break me off a piece of that. That's that's some some nice. Yeah, that's he's doing some nice piece. work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good news though. Um, I, I just wanted to break in here um, with Venom Two talk. Um, the Venom Two runtime is one hour and thirty minutes. Thank you very much. <laughs> one hour and thirty minutes. I mean, I know it sounds really short. Film. But that is a 90-minute film. That was, like, for the longest period of time, it, that was 
the perfect considered the perfect length of film because you get in and you get out you don't have to have like they used to have um uh, intermissions so you'd have a toilet break halfway through a two-hour movie like this was the perfect length of film because i figured that was the amount of time that people would hold attention for something and for a stupid movie like venom 100 percent hour and tw- hour and 30 minutes perfect yeah, yeah the film, first one was nearly ex- two hours for a film i'm expecting to be bad i can do 90 minutes of a bad film 100 percent. that's right if it sucks you're you're out it's done with quickly if it's good you're like well shit they did some tight writing it was you know produced well like they've, they've cut it down correctly <laughs> it's, like, not be good. it's not gonna be good but i'm just saying like that's the 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 bonus yeah. of like when it's bad it's you know it's over quickly if it's good you go fuck they've they've written the hell out of that um, you know, so, something that Zack Snyder could take into consideration, cutting his films. But yes, anyway, <laughs> I digest. Is the Aquaman film called Aquaman and the La- Lost Kingdom? Yes. What an awful name. Well, clearly that's I all mean, around the desert Let shit, there right? be carnage. Wonder who the villain's going to be? <laughs> yeah, I kind of prefer that to the Lost Kingdom. Lost Kingdom sounds very... Indiana Jones? Yeah. It's Indiana Jones, but underwater. <laughs> or on sand, which is... Alright, so... I have two pieces of news left uh, in the tabs that I have opened in my browser. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else wants to uh, jump in with anything else, or I can go through these two? And what, what it, why don't you go through them, and then we'll jump in if we have anything else to talk about. Alright, alright. So, first up we have the trailer for Don't Look Down, who is by the director who gave us The Big Short. Uh, Don't Uh, Look Up, I believe it is. Hmm? You said Don't Don't Look Down. (laughs) Uh, Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have, of course, Leo in there. We have Jonah Hill. We have Meryl Streep and Jennifer Lawrence. With the Um, uh, Courtney Cox Scream 3 bangs. Yeah, it's a look. <laughs> the, the, the bangs that oh, are that far from the eyebrow, I'm, I'm not about them. They look silly to me, but maybe that's just me. I can't talk. I don't have any hair. I, I, can't, I can't comment on hairstyles. <laughs> yes, you, you can. You can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you can. Um, yeah, this... Okay, so, so what is this about? It's about... A meteorite oh. coming to destroy Earth, I believe. It seems like Jonah Hill is the president... <laughs> no, 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 he's not or, the president. He's or Meryl Streep is the president. Yeah, Meryl Streep, yeah. Oh, look at me, assuming the mail. Oh, bad Tom. Uh, that, yes, okay, here you go. Um, J- Jonah Hill is the president's son and chief of staff, which definitely... That's not a conflict like ne- of interest? It sounds like nepotism for sure. Um, it's an amazing cast. Like, just going through half of the people that... Like, just even the side actors. They've got fucking Tyler Perry's in there. Ron Perlman's in there. <laughs> Um, Matthew Perry's Ron in there. Voice is the medial. <laughs> like they've the, uh, Gina Gershon's in there. Holy shit! Chris Evans, he's showing oh, up. Wow. So yeah, there's a lot of people in there. Uh, everybody else has got a character except a character name beside them, except Chris Evans. So maybe it is Chris Evans as the meteor. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got I've got some news that I just found. That please keep going with this because it's going to make Fuzzy lose his shit. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of like space stuff going on at the moment. Um, there's that uh, the Roland Emmerich film that's coming out. Oh, what the fuck's that called? 
it's about the moon crashing into Earth. Did you see that one? Have you heard of this? Have you read about this? The core. Uh, it's called Moonfall, and it's based. <laughs> How <to> original! <laughs> moon <laughs> falling into the Earth. Let's call yeah. it Moonfall. All right, yeah. that's lunch. Yeah, we've got. Uh, it's it's basically yeah about the moon crashing into Earth, and like you you'd think that would be it. It's like disaster movie. Leave it at that. But they in the the trailer that they've got for it, you can clearly see aliens and stuff involved. So there's a whole alien angle with it. So that's coming out, I think, next year. Um, it has oh Patrick Wilson in it again, um, hey. Halle Berry, and Jay. Michael Pena. <laughs> Because, you know, a little bit of Michael Pena goes a long way. Um, it does. <laughs> so so that, should, that could be interesting. But, yes, that's that's a weird disaster movie. I personally am excited for Don't Look Up um, because I did love The Big Short. I think The Big Short is a very good film. <laughs> Are you just thinking about Margot Robbie in a bubble bath again? Always. <laughs> <laughs> no, The Big uh, Short no, is quite I, fun, though. Yeah, I think it was a really good film. Um, and I think this is uh, interesting because obviously the last thing film that I saw, and I couldn't even tell you the director's name or what else he's worked on, but the big short was obviously based on a... Um, well, it was a fictionalised non-fiction story. Um, or based on a true story, rather. But this appears to be purely fiction, so I'm curious to see um, how that translates, how the director handles a fictitious storyline. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Leonardo DiCaprio's beard. <laughs> I like your beard. It, it looks it looks fun to to scratch. <laughs> it's 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 an okay beard. It's not a great beard, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, it's not a great beard. That's fine. It's it's Wouldn't more you want like to scratch Leonardo DiCaprio's beard. It, it just looks like a fat nerd, like chin beard. You know what I mean? Like they've just hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those beards that you grow when you can't grow actual beards. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Oh, you grow under the chin hair and just let it go long. So I got a beard, everyone. Yeah, no, like a you neck look beard. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> Where's Ian when you need to tease somebody about facial hair? <laughs> He's sanding a table. <laughs> and. The last bit of news, of course, that I have here is The Matrix Resurrection. Yes. Yes, that was a trailer. It was a trailer. I'm, um, I'm very confused by the reactions to this because I watched this and I was losing my mind. I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. I'm so excited. So excited, in fact, that I actually uh, started rewatching the trilogy again uh, with Little Fuzz because he has not seen it. Um, so we watched uh, the first movie last night and it's just, it still stands up and I'm just so oh, excited to see first more. I'm excited to see more of this universe and explore how the fuck it's happening, what's going on, why it's all, you know, what's happening with Neil Patrick Harris's glasses. Like, I'm just excited. I have the same. I I, I wanted. I watched this trailer and they're going, all right, cool, yeah, Matrix. Let's 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 jump in. Let's go. And I'm of course with all trailers. I got a lot of questions. Isn't Neo dead? <laughs> How is he alive? Why is he taking blue pills like Tic Tacs? Like, what's going on? But I also have this massive feeling watching this trailer like, this is gonna be shit. Like, it's it's just got that sort of, that vibe to it where it's like, hey, remember Rambo? We're bringing Rambo back. Hey, remember Rocky? We're bringing Rocky back. It's like, 
it's bringing back old properties that were good and it's just reminding me of past failures going like i'm not getting my hopes high because i remember those films <laughs> i remember the films two and three <laughs> i remember, I remember fuzzy's about to rewatch them yeah so he'll remember them real good oh yeah <laughs> it'll be sharp in the focus it's yeah, yeah I, but it's, it's it's like terminator like every terminator film post terminator 2 like gets your hopes up it's crap so it's it's I'm, I'm getting that vibe from it like i don't want you to suck but i feel like you might not having your hopes up is probably a good thing, to be honest with you. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And look, let's let's be honest. Like there were there were some good moments in two and three, uh, but yeah, overall the movies were pretty pretty terrible. But yeah, you know, it's a very interesting universe to explore. They did, you know, there's they they the Animatrix is the offshoot. All these backstories and side stories. There's a lot Into of the Matrix and the yep. path of Neo. There's a lot of there's a lot of content and and world building to explore, and they've obviously gone gone down a really interesting direction here as well so i'm i think that's that's something that the wachowskis have always had is really interesting concepts they potentially have never had a chance and will never really been able to explain them properly but they've always dealt with really interesting concepts so I, i think that's something i'm looking forward to seeing it is one thing that i can say that that will probably disappoint people or anger some people is i think just by the very nature of this film existing and even from the trailer you can sort of interpret that it unless this is um based in the past it undoes or means that the first three films meant nothing yeah but i think that's one of the things that you you had between uh, like each of those movies they kind of really like Yes, it's a linear story, but they don't. There's not really, you know, a carry through thread. They kind of overwrote a bunch of stuff, and you know they had chances. Like obviously, they had stuff like the Oracle. The the actress who played that particular character died, and they had to replace her. And it was just, uh, you know, there's just different things that happened through the course of this this film that, or this this trilogy that were never really consistent so no uh, well so I, I i more just meant but like as they had in the original trilogy they had the fact that there's meant to be many of the ones there's it's mm. meant to reboot the matrix and the idea was that in episode the third one is the actions that he did and the sacrifice that he made in the way that he did it was meant to stop the cycle the yes. reboots were meant to stop happening but clearly yeah. if this is afterwards then the reboots have started again which yeah. means that the consequence and what happened at the end of the last film is kind of see i I, I get that, but I've been I've, I've also felt like there's there could potentially be other storylines like you know there's humans trying to exploit it and you know keep the power going for the robots or there's you know different factions within the robot society that are breaking off and you know there's interfighting with you know robot civil war there could be any number of reasons why the sure. matrix is still functioning um, as as it is but yeah you know, and yeah I, I think that's that could be interesting uh, to to explore that. But we've got you know, young Morpheus, obviously, in here, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I, I just took a look at the IMDb going, wait, what? Yeah, and... What? I'm, I'm, What's going on? I tell you right now, if they don't do a young uh, Morpheus spin-off movie, I'd be very, very surprised. Um, well, <laughs> like, that would be a cool idea just in general without, like, rebooting it. Like, well, it's in the it's in the 70s or it's in the 80s or whatever it is. Like, yeah. you know, stranger but, things it up. But then again, like we always remember, the concept of the Matrix is that that it is a digital representation of your physical self, like what you imagine yourself to be. So you could imagine yourself to be anything if you if you chose to. Um, so yeah, how can you manage? Uh, how can you imagine? Uh, never mind. 
It's too early in the morning. <laughs> can you imagine another couple of inches on your dick? That's what you were going to say. No, no. It's, how can you imagine yourself to be someone different when you're dead? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> One thing I'm really excited about seeing, and I hope they do this, was um, the character of Switch um, in the original films was always meant to be a character that was um, a male character in in the real world, but a female character within the Matrix. Um, but they, the studio said, no, you can't do that because obviously you know, that's you know, not something that general film-going audiences will like. But having known about the, the life path of the Wachowskis, I hope they do that. I hope that that's the character that they uh, Which resurrect. One was Switch? Which uh, one was Switch? Switch was the blonde lady. Oh, not like this. Yeah, not like this. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. Okay, cool. So yeah, she was supposed to be a male character in the real world, but a female character in the in the Matrix because that's how she viewed uh, herself uh, within. Oh. Yeah. So that I thought, and that's the name Switch. Obviously, that's where that comes from. So, but they chose not to do that for studio related reasons. I hope they change that around. I hope they bring a character like that into the film because it'll be a really nice nod to the life path of what the Wachowskis went through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was not aware of that. There we go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There you go, Matrix facts. Come on. It'll Matrix also be the uh, you lads will be happy. It'll be the only Matrix film that I can't say that my mum helped with the production. <laughs> <of> the <film>. Finally, <laughs> we've broken out of the tyranny of the Dutrams. Or your uncle was in it. Ah, uh, yeah. What film was that? Fifth Element. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's your uncle Luke Perry. No, I think my uncle played one of those ugly fucking things. Oh, okay. Interesting. They didn't use any makeup on him. <laughs> Oi, bingo. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's my news. Anything else out there in the crowd? Anything for the crowd? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, hands up. Oh, Fuzzy, Fuzzy hand up. and I... Yeah, we do have a hand up. Fuzzy and I know how much we loved this film, of course. Halloween came out a couple years ago. <laughs> Everyone jerked its cock off except me and Fuzzy. Um, so there are early press screenings and so on and so forth going on in the States. There are early reviews out. Fuzzy, would you like to guess the Rotten Tomato scores for Halloween Kills? I'm going to imagine that it is somewhere in the, like, 8 range, the 80%. Like, it's, it's definitely certified fresh because people suck. Lower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, is it in the 70s? Lower. Oh, yes. Um, it's in the splats, baby. Oh, really? It's oh. 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy and shit. The com- and the, the critic comment, or the, sorry, one of the top stories that comes up when I Google it is Halloween kills reviews. Critics poke holes in one of the most brutal films ever made. We poked holes in the first one. <laughs> like, there's holes all over the fucking film. Uh. And people are getting upset that critics are poking holes in the sequel and, and review bombing it. Okay. I mean, uh, okay, okay, whatever. Have I your fun. Ha- I hate review bomb culture. If it's bad, just, if it's just a, let it's it be bad. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think when you whenever you see scores and you look at like you know the critically reviewed scores and the audience scores, the audience scores always have to be taken with a grain of salt because there's always the fucking hardcore fanboys or, you know... Just the people that just hate it, or people that go fuck these people because they've made this movie. We're gonna, you know, shit on it. Like, just you, you have to kind of look at the critical score as a, and and take that almost as the, the 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 most pure version of it because at least those people are paid professionally to provide those reviews. 
I there's the, I've seen also the opposite of review, review bombing where yep. it's like I don't know what the technical term is, but it's just like this movie had this this and this in it, so it's an immediately a good movie. I'm like, well, no, it <laughs> doesn't make it a good movie. Like I've I've had conversations with people in the past where like if the game runs and the game doesn't have any bugs, it's immediately a good game. I'm like, well, no, it's not. I can sit and watch Baby's Day Out. That doesn't make it a good film. Like, <laughs> hey, it, it, it works on Amazon. It must be good. Like, I've seen the exact opposite in regards to a positive note for films. Yeah, qu- quickly on games, I'm kind of, I'm really pissed off at the moment. <gasps> what have you done? And I'm sure that you spoke about it on Noob, but I really didn't want to have to buy a PlayStation 5, but now I have to. <laughs> Which, game really Which game got you? Which game got you? It's Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it's awesome. But it'll great. come out in 2023 and there'll be a Spider-Man themed one and it won't be like 700 bucks. It'll be like 590 or some fucking thing That's like that. still a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but definitely going to be worth it, Thomas. I'll I mean, that, it'll, it'll be I'll worth it for God a couple of, of games. And Wolverine, although that Wolverine game looks like the like very similar to every Wolverine game that's ever existed. A man um, running around with claws killing people? <gasps> How dare. But even the... <laughs> bar in the top corner looks very similar like i don't know oh look i I mean it was definitely just a title teaser so like you know there's definitely nothing in that to say anything other than they just wanted you to recognize that this is wolverine so yeah that's i think you know going just teasing the name of it is enough and teasing the claws was enough everything else within that game I thought I'd seen a video maybe that was a video from an old game that somebody published and said was the new one yeah no all all we've seen so far is literally just the title sequence so they haven't released well that's why I thought it looks like one of the older games because it was to start from the older games (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Uh, it is going to be a PlayStation exclusive as well because Insomniac is owned by PlayStation yes so very interesting to see all of that I'm I'm excited for everything that's coming out for, for Sony I think it's been yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out for both platforms, but yes, that the most recent conference obviously the most exciting at this point. Yeah. All right. It, uh, news. So that has been the news coming right at you from the Shaker Not Nerd. Huzzah! I hope you've enjoyed all of that, everybody. I hope your <laughs> brains have gotten bigger. I hope you you feel informed, and I hope you turn to your friends or you t- turn to one of us and go. Hey, I heard about this thing. Is it true? And we turn back to you and go, yes, we said it on the podcast and you are repeating us to us. Happens to be a surprising amount of people going, oh, yeah, I heard about this. I'm just like, yeah, I, I said that on the podcast. <laughs> but yes. I, I, get, I get a lot of... Uh, uh, Fuzzy can attest to this. I got a message saying thank you for each episode of the of both shows is gives uh, Kermit enough ammunition to just rip shreds into me, which is fine. Absolutely fine. <laughs> I'll allow it. Because I'll rip shreds into you on the track, bitch! Ow! <laughs> Got it. Duty, we yes. have people. We do. We do have people. Who, um, uh, own a company. They do. And then with that company, they, they do something. Um, what is it they do? They do comic books, Tom. Don't know if you know this, but a lot of the uh, movies, TV shows, things we talk about here on this podcast are brought to you by comics. And some say that the books are better than the movies. Some also say that the books themselves are like boobs. They're better in your hands than digitally on a phone. All we know is they're called Incognito Comics. This week I've been reading two books. Uh, well, technically three, actually. The first one, Alien Aftermath. I actually finally got around to reading it. It is the first Marvel comic book. Um, of course, Alien's book 
by Marvel, but it's the Alien sequel, sort of, if you will, called Aftermath. It's set about 25 to 30 years after the events of Aliens, because it's the 35th anniversary of Aliens this year, uh, where uh, relatives, or one relative of... uh, of uh fuck what's the person's name uh vasquez vasquez from aliens she was the uh the female marine with the massive pal uh yeah. the smart gun um her nephew or cousin or whatever is a young uh, vlogger youtube vlog boy um who's also a terrorist who blows up Wayland yutani stuff uh is searching for what happened to uh his uh, cousin or his auntie uh, or, or they don't really go into it but uh, he is known as Vasquez and he goes to LV426 to find out what's going on there is a hybrid alien on the planet uh, and there is a nuclear winter on LV426 now uh, due to the uh, atmospheric processor exploding and this alien is glowing luminescent blue and instead of acid for blood it has liquid nitrogen for blood um, so when someone shoots it the blood sprays onto the person's arm and it basically terminator twos them um, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, they also find transmissions going into sort of the security logs from one Carter J. Burke. It's pathetic. Um, where essentially they find um, what Wayland Utani wanted to do was they wanted to have someone go to the crash ship, get the face hugger on their face, and then immediately freeze them in order to take them back. And, you know, they have, a, they have an alien, which is what Carter Burke tried to do with both uh, Ripley and Newt. Um, so they had someone, they froze them, they left them inside of a basically a giant containment locker um, that hasn't been opened. Of course, Vasquez and his crew uh, find said locker. One of the crew is called Drake. Don't know if it's related to Drake Drake from Aliens. They never explain it, and she dies. But um, they open up the locker, they find a frozen person, they unfreeze the person being like, hey man, what's going on? Are you alright? And then, of course, a traditional chestburster shoots out of his chest. Mm. Um, so that's the first issue. Um, pretty good. I'm looking forward to the rest. The next issue I read uh, is called Transformers Shattered Glass. It is a what if, and it's what if the Autobots are evil and the Decepticons are good. Um, they are still called Autobots and Decepticons. However, the, the differences are, of course, uh, the Autobot logo was purple. The Decepticon logo was red. Um, and, you know, good guys are bad guys, bad guys are good guys. And the first issue is all based around the fastest Transformer, which fuzzy that would be... Oh, um, uh, what's it? Blur. Yeah. Blur. That's correct. Yeah. Blur is a bounty hunter and he is the fastest bounty hunter on Cybertron because he can catch whoever, whenever, however. Uh, and he finds Starscream, who is, uh, of course, you know, being Megatron's right hand man and, uh, essentially tries to hunt down Starscream. And it's a pretty fucking cool story. Starscream being, of course, a good guy. And, uh, Cybertron is split up into four different location factions. There is the Goldbug faction, of course, run by Goldbug. Yeah. There is. Uh, Optimus's faction, there is Jazz's faction, and then there's the Wastelands. And uh, apparently the Decepticons are hiding out in the Wastelands. Um, so I've read that, and I've also been reading uh, Goth- uh, Batman. This Adventure Continues Season 1, which is basically Season 5 of the animated series. So it's done in the same art style. It is written by Paul Dini, who did Batman the Animated Series. Uh, and it's basically a continuation of the TV show, which is, is pretty cool. It introduces red hood it introduces Azrael. it introduces deathstroke um into into the animated series so it's pretty fucking cool mm, okay cool. lots of reading this week nicely done Jeez. but um if if i had to pick one of them if to read if you're a big aliens fan of course pick up aliens aftermath if you're a transformers fan shattered glass is fucking awesome seeing as an evil 
uh, an evil blur who's basically got like an eye patch and shit like that. It looks fucking cool as shit. <laughs> um, Batman, again, you know, if, if you only know Batman the animated series or you grew up loving it and you don't want to get into, you know, the Court of Owls and the War of Jokes and Riddles and all these other stories, this is just a continuation of what you already know and already love in in just the animated series as it keeps going. Um, so they're all fantastic books. There's no shit of the week this week. Um, but, um, yeah, that's that's been me reading this week. Lovely. Nice. Hmm. All right. With that, go and check out Incognito Comics. That's incognitocomics.com.au for all your comic book needs. Thank you, dude. Yes, you're welcome. All right, so we're an hour in. That's good. <laughs> uh, just talking about news, so we're going to do news and rescoring. So we won't do too many rescores. Let's keep this this, this episode nice and tight. Uh, we're already beyond the tight uh, characteristic. Uh, classification, rather. Um, so, what we'll do is we're going to do what we did uh, probably about a year ago, I think, maybe a bit, little bit longer, is we're going to look at some of the films that we are either maybe a bit too generous on or a little bit too harsh on. Uh, shame the person from the podcast who rated them with the, the <laughs> highest or lowest score um, and then demand that they rescore it. Um, th- that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to go. And first up, I'm going to say that Duty rated uh, Rise of Skywalker an 8 out of 10. And uh, uh, you should feel bad. Um, yes. And wow. shame. Shame, shame, uh, shame. You know your yeah. name. I was in Europe, so there isn't... I actually haven't got a score for this. Um, Fuzzy has a 6.5. Yeah. Got it right. <laughs> so, uh, Duty, explain. Look, I think for for me, giving it that score, looking back now, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. This is one of them. Um, it, it was definitely probably a member berries, and in regards to as well, probably being like, all right, they fixed fucking, they fixed Luke, he's not a whiny little bitch anymore, and you know, oh, they had Han come back, that was pretty cool, and hey, Chewbacca got the medal that he never got, which he should have yeah. got, and all that sort of stuff like that. So I think probably from that, it would have been a writing the wrongs made by uh, The Last Jedi. However, this is just as wrong, if not more wrong, than The Last Jedi. It's not so good. Both, uh, All three of them aren't good. It, with the new Disney stuff, it's disregarding The Mandalorian and the TV series of Clone Wars and shit, but like, it's definitely Rogue One, and then it's immediately Solo after that. Then there's Whale Poop, and then there's these. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. These are not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have to agree with you. It was not, it was not a great film overall. I, I think it's um, there's so many things they could have done and they just decided not to do and rehashing everything. It was just, eh, it was so tiring. I was I tired. Went to rewatch it. Got ten minutes in and turned it off. Yeah, it's not a good sign. No, it's it's very similar esque in regards to like. Um, fuck I've just had a fucking brain fart um, Marvel what if well, it's like well what if this happened and we'll just throw logic out the window and it's it's sort of the same thing with these Star Wars films so it's like well what if Emperor Palpatine came back how I don't know but what if so it's it's got that same sort of listen, listen to the words coming out of your mouth <laughs> I, I just think, like, yeah, you know, it, it starts off with that that opening sequence, like it's a real 
quick, brutal start um, with um, Adam Driver going through, uh, like trying to find the, the the Sith holocron, whatever the fuck they call it. The- yeah, on Mustafar that doesn't look like Mustafar. But they, like, it, it, it throws so many ideas into the first two minutes of this film with no explanation, um, with no dialogue or anything like that. And then he goes and finds, you know. Palpatine's clone palace so within the space of 10 minutes you've thrown almost an entire film's worth of ideas in one shot and it's just it was too much there was too many ideas that got thrown in here that didn't work and that weren't done properly and it, I, I was by the time that opening sequence had finished I was exhausted already and there was still fucking two hours of the film left to go well, let's not forget the hyperspace jumping where it's like, we'll just jump through hyperspace channels where it's like, they literally say in the fourth film, you need to calculate your jumps. Otherwise, you could find yourself in the middle of a planet. Yeah. Like, like you could smash into shit. And this film is just like, bup, 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 bup. it's like, oh, well, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, did that's it. exactly that right. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were trying to capture that. That's where I turned off. Because you, you watch the start of it, it sort of goes into it. It goes into those slow-mo fucking battle for the holocron. And then all of a sudden it, it enters the Palpatine. So it goes sort of action-y fast and then it goes slow to Palpatine. And then all of a sudden it goes, let's start jumping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was... Uh, yeah. Not it, so good. No. Not so good. So just everything um, about that film was, was not fun. So... Let's let's have a ask the question then, Tony. Like, if you had to rescore it now, what's your score going to be? Two, 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 two. What does this film do well? Honestly, let's let's like when you get down to lightsaber old, battle on the, the the Death Star was kind of cool. Okay, that's fine. It wasn't great. Um, or lightsaber battle. <laughs> <laughs> and the soundtrack being, of course, John Williams, because John Williams can do no wrong. Like, but that's it. I, like, what's the whole what's the whole point with you know fucking Oscar Isaac's character Poe and the the bounty hunter chick? Like, uh, the, what's the story of that? You know, I like that. The, that was kind of interesting. Like, it gives you a little having bit of the Avengers Endgame ripoff of "Don't worry, I'm Lando, and I bought everybody with me, <laughs> and we're gonna save the universe." Where it's like, hang on. Didn't you send out the previous room? You sent out a distress beacon being like, hey, we're stuck on crate. We need some fucking help dogs. And everyone, and I think one of the characters actually just goes, yeah, they've received our message and they're not responding. Like, you know, we've seen the scene little logo that comes up next to our Facebook message and they're not responding to it. And it's like, all right, well, cool. If they're not going to help you on a backwater planet where you can shoot down from the sky, why are they going to come to this apparent Sith homeworld where there's 10,000 Star Destroyers with planet-blowing explosive weapons and help you? Mm. You know what I mean? All right. Why am I going to drive further to help you? Another good one. I've just got to just defend this because it was probably the best part of the film. Babu Frick, um, that little tiny like droid no. mechanic. Give me. I'd, I'd watch a whole movie of that guy. He's pretty pretty fucking awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny aliens who fixes robots. Yes, please. I loved that one. Yeah. Best part of the film. 100%. <laughs> uh, so, Fuzzy, are, are you happy with your 6.5? My 6.5? I think so. I think there was there were some moments. There were flashes of moments in here. I think huge step down, obviously, from The Last Jedi. But, yeah, uh, it just it, it's hard to give it more than that. I, I think I gave it a 6.5. For nostalgia reasons, um, and even then, I felt guilty about that. <laughs> yeah, like 
as I haven't got a score for it, I'm thinking now I should actually give it a score. Mm. But I honestly don't remember the film. Yeah, it's 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 forgettable. It's eminently forgettable. And that's it's why I went to rewatch it. That's, <laughs> that's what, what it is. is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I I don't know that I can score it. To be perfectly honest with you, like I would just uh, if I had to pluck it out of the air, it would go five point five. But I don't remember enough about it to actually give it a fair score. Okay. Now, this is this is uh, one of the most interesting things I found. We all know a listener and friend of the show, uh, Andy Ned Flanders Campbell. Um, he absolutely loves everything. There is a... I can't remember if it was on an episode of Star Wars Spelt Out, but it was on a Star Wars podcast of, of Andy's collective friends uh, where they did an initial reaction walking out of the theatre of Rise of Skywalker and Andy was dumbfounded. Yeah. In a good way. No. <laughs> oh. Andy loves everything and he was just like, what was that? I- like, yeah, there were some cool points, but like, if, if you can get... Ned Flanders to like go what was that that's a problem look I, I went and took my lovely lady person along to see this film with me and I remember we did a, a midnight screening at gold class you know wanted to do it the right way you know got all the food and everything I was like yeah this is going to be a great experience and I yep. remember within the first half hour feeling guilty for having dragged her out at midnight to go watch this film it was yep. I, I felt bad and like normally we walk out of a film and we'll talk about it on the way home and you know have a good discussion about it. I think I was silent in the <laughs> like the whole time so it's just it's yeah it, it's pretty bad it was like one of the uh, the film if it's a big deal for a movie for me like Star Wars Batman whatever it might be if me and Mrs. Duty go see it we have this thing of like we'll go see it at gold class or we'll go we'll, we'll experience the film to have a good viewing uh, experience and it will be as soon as the the lights go off and the film is about to start we both say nothing and we just watch the film because mon- <laughs> the lights went off and it came up with a galaxy far far away for episode seven of course everyone was pumped for this shit for episode seven and mon turns to me and goes are you excited and i've gone shut the fuck up <laughs> so, with this film though we're sitting there in gold, in gold class watching episode 9 and the movie starts and I've just turned to Mon going can we get some more drinks because this is pretty shit <laughs> <laughs> so we've been, we're pushing the little button for the service going yeah we'll have a rum and coke yeah we'll have another one <laughs> like yeah this film did oof mm. yeah <laughs> hard to defend on so many levels yeah. Now, alright, so I've had a look here, so the, the sheet that we were looking at the other day, where we yes. were going through your, your, your heinous scores, it appears that we already did uh, fix some of them in the previous one. That's Dark good. Phoenix is currently, I think, what did you have it as, Duty? Let's, 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 let's have a look at what you had it as originally. Probably a four. I had it as two, and then you rescored it to a 0.5. Yeah, it sounds about right, yeah. That movie does absolutely nothing. Tom, I wanted to pick you up on, on one thing that I, I feel is is a glaring mistake on your behalf. Uh, the scoring of Spider-Man 2, um, which we did a sort of a retro review on. Um, oh, me? Yeah. Um, you you scored that as a 5.5, which... I don't like that film. I'm, I'm astounded. By because I believe uh, Spider-Man 2 is probably widely regarded of, of the original Spider-Mans to be one of the better films. And probably even still. I don't understand. <laughs> I, like, I, I just... I've heard it so many times that people love Spider-Man 2. And they really enjoy it. 
and they reckon it's the best out of that trilogy Definitely and whatever is. but I just don't get it like I don't like that film wow <laughs> like, what is it is it Alfred Molina is it um, I don't know I it's, it's a combination dance. of Alfred, Alfred Molina it's the fact that he loses his mask and everybody in New York learns who, who he is um, and then the stupid going we'll never tell um <laughs> I mean, if someone saved my life and the only thing was don't tell people who I am, fine. That's, that's a you good deal. You saved my life. You saved my kid's life if I have I'm a kid. I'm sorry, but for little comic book things like that that have annoyed me, you have no leg to stand on. Um. <laughs> you can't use the six ones. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the one who's just like, what do you mean Spider-Man doesn't take off his mask at this point? No one should know who he is. <laughs> to be fair... He gets what? What happens? Something <clears throat> smacks him in the face and burns his mask or something, doesn't it? I don't remember. Something burns his mask and he has to take it off because he's like it's burning his face. Well, that's that's that it's pretty sense. much I ripped don't up like, after the fight I don't with like Doc any Ock. Of those films. It's any of those. It's, um, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, there's just so but much also, like, I'm fairly sure he's on the front of the train. Something hits him in he the is. face and it burns him. And then he like takes his mask off. And then a kid catches it inside the train. I'm like, no, that would have been flung down to the streets below. It's still fine. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like any of the Sam Raimi ones, to be honest with you. <sighs> Honestly, what's I mean? You just have a problem with Bruce Campbell. That's all. Bruce Campbell. Can I, I I don't like Bruce Campbell. <laughs> what? I'm not to say I don't like him. He's overrated. It's like oh, he was in the Evil Dead and Jesus what else? H Christ. <laughs> it's like yeah, what else? It's like you know what? Michael Bean's awesome because he's Terminator and he's aliens and he's also in the Mandalorian. But for this, it's like oh, yeah, it's Bruce Campbell and. And then, and then. <laughs> so I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not changing the five point five. I think that's where it sits. Damn it! That's just, I'm. That's that's fine. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's fine. Fine. Are you guys happy with your seven and your seven point five? I'm yes. absolutely happy. I'm with happy that. with that. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man Two was 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 pretty funny. Pizza time. I'm not paying for those. <laughs> and Tom, we always quote. Was it Mister Aziz, the pizza guy? Which yes, went. that that famous quote. <laughs> the, you, could, you could have said the quote. <laughs> the the go. Oh yeah, we always quote that. Well, you quote it, and I quote you quoting that. Yeah, fair enough. It's a quote. I couldn't have told you what that was from. It's a quoting it's circle it. jerk. <laughs> exactly. The quoting jerk. By a certain point in time, you, you're around people who just quote movies so often that you're actually just speaking your own language. You're not quoting anything, it's just the language that you speak. <laughs> Tom, for, for my knowledge, Tom, you are Professor Hubert J. Farnsworth. Anytime I watch Futurama, I'm like, that's Tom. Uh, what? Risk. risk. <laughs> I am already in my pajamas. <laughs> I have become that person. <laughs> Um, Alright, so what, what I've done now is I've just gone uh, onto... Because there's a second tab there, Fuzzy, because I can see that you're also in the spreadsheet. <laughs> there's a spreadsheet? <laughs> there's a spreadsheet. Yes, there's a spreadsheet. Uh, if you go to the second tab, the rescore tab, that's the one that has the scores after we rescored it last time. Yes. Brilliant. Um, so I've just sorted it by the, uh, the, the score spread. Oh, yes. So, between highest and lowest. And unfortunately, what I found is that the, the ones, the majority have the, the highest score spread, are uh, all rated super low by Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, there's a big chunk of them we can't even really look at. I'm, I'm intrigued by Duty's 8.5 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. 
<laughs> Nobody knows what a cricket is. You gotta know what a crumpet is to learn what a cricket is. <laughs> Fucking great movie. I watched that the other night. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember Ollie was so upset by that film. <laughs> we had to watch we had to watch fucking Doom for that man. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it was a good trade off, yes. Yeah. We immediately what was it? We finished watching Doom and then watched Men in Tights to lift our spirits straight away. Now that's a fantastic fucking film. Uh, that is a good film. Oh dear, what uh, have you Somebody's filtered it again. What did you filter it by? Fuck it up with Tom's system. Uh, Yeah, no, look, there's this. It's some interesting ones. I think there's a lot of gaps in the scoring as well, where people weren't part of certain movies. So yeah, that does make a bit of a difference. But I I think overall, like the three of us, we tend to um, score things relatively similarly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think. I think there's the definitely some more deviation with duty scores. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, hang on. There's a movie here that I want to talk about. It is overrated as fuck. I'm probably going to change my score on it. The gentleman. It is the. <laughs> it is the Princess Bride. Oh no! Do not even. Don't even come at the Princess Bride. Fuzzy gave it a nine point six. Tom gave it an eight. Yeah. Any of you want to change those? Scores? Absolutely not. It's one of the most perfect no. films to ever watch. It's fantastic. To blave. <laughs> oh, there is I only find no it way. funny when Tom quotes it. That's the problem I have with this. <laughs> Bill, Billy Crystal wins. Yeah. Done. I'm just going to say right here that you know, Ollie rated that a six for some strange reason. Duty rated it a seven. I think both of you guys obviously missed them at, out on that as part of your childhood, and it really shows uh, in your adult life. So just... I, I think it's one of those things that you had to be part of as part of the magic. The originality of that film was just so good. It's just such an, a, a, an important cultural piece of art. I can't understand anything below an Oh, guess what? Princess Bride for me is no longer a seven. It's a six. Like, <laughs> once we, wow. like, I feel like with, with, with a film that you give a seven to, you should probably watch it again. Like, it would be one of those things like, hey, it's a fucking lazy, you know, rainy afternoon. Fuck it, I'm going to chuck it on in the background while I edit while I paint Warhammer while I you know <laughs> whatever like I haven't watched it since I have no need to watch it again fair enough fair yeah. enough Alright, yeah. because we're a bit strapped for, for content, I'm going to run through a bunch of ones that I haven't scored previously so that I can give okay. you my oh, scores. Yep. That's a good idea. So, Tom, if you ready your fingers on the keyboard, I will give you my scores. Um, my first one will be Bloodshot, um, and that one I'm rating a 5. Bloodshot, you're rating a 5. Yes, which is, I think, which is, which is fair enough. There were some nice moments to it, probably shit up moments overall, but yes... Vin Diesel doing weird things um, with robots and memories. Um, uh, my next film, Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm going to rate that as a seven. I think it was a fantastically good kids movie. You guys shout on it for unknown reasons. I haven't seen it. Oh yes, you haven't. I'd say you guys. Um, Ollie probably more than most. I thought it was a really fun family film. Um, I'm looking forward to Sonic two. Um, next cap off the rank, Venom. Uh, there we go. I'm rating that a six, which is slightly higher than our statistical average. I yeah, again, enjoyable moments, shit film overall. I'm just going to say let let let's just go ahead and fix that statistical average <laughs> then, and uh, let let me just go and bump mine down to a six from a seven. <laughs> oh, it is a seven. Here we go. The next one I've got on here is the Predator. Um, again, oh, God, 
Bad movie. Again, Bad movie. Again, it was one of those films. Hey, look, you rated it a 5.9. So I'm going to rate... It's going to drop. <laughs> I'm rating minus six. Simply because, again, there's a lot of these films that have really good concepts. They don't do a lot with it, though. Unlike the uh, the previous film, Predators, this film had a predator in the first fucking five seconds. The other one, you had to wait 40 minutes before you saw Predator. Uh, predator. And uh, that's it. it's still a great yeah, film. What- <laughs> What's good? What's a good concept about the predator? Is it the fact that the predator is hunting autism, or is it the fact that you can lobotomize an alien predator dog to immediately turn it into an alien Labrador? Please elaborate. Uh, look, I like the idea that they were genetically working on this this new super predator thing, that which is pretty cool. I liked, yeah, the, some of the, the the costume design for the predator with the like the armbands and things like that are cool, and like just seeing little bits of their technology working, that was cool. I think every time we see a new predators movie, we see a little bit more, and overall, this grand picture of who they are makes for a much more interesting world building than it does an actual individual movie. So. Yeah, concepts within that film, fantastic. Everything else about it, shit. Yeah, and I was going to say, all of that, even the bad parts, still better than putting Adrian Brody as an action star. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, you don't put Adrian Brody as an action star. I really like Pred- The Predators. I think it's one of, one of the better films. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I fell asleep. Anyway, Fantastic Beasts. I did not rate. I'm going to score that as a six. It was just boring Hogwarts bullshit it just I'm not interested in the Fantastic Beasts universe um, any of those films are terrible um, what else have we got uh, we rated that really low yeah well it's pretty bad uh, Jumanji the new uh, I believe this is the new Jumanji um, I was not on yeah, for that one. Um, six from me again six is all the way across the board um, it's yeah I get it but eh. <laughs> Jumanji 2 is better I've not seen Tumanji yet, so and I'm not uh, going to be doing that anytime soon. Uh, Detective Pikachu, I'm going to rate that as a 7.5. I thought that was a perfectly wonderful um, real-world Pokemon movie. I liked it. Uh, what else have we got in here? Oh, you guys should definitely change the score for this one. Bad Boys for Life. Everybody Isn't has it? rated that a 7. Not me. Uh Oh, dude, didn't score it, yes, but the other guys did. Uh, I'm rating that a five. Um, the only thing that was good about that movie was um, was Will Smith getting shot in the first, like, two minutes. Um, everything else, including Fat Martin Lawrence, needs to go jump. <laughs> yeah, that a seven, did I? Yeah, did. everyone gave that you a seven. Did. I don't know why. Uh, Knives Out. Now... Everyone apart from Duty saw this and gave this one a fairly reasonable I, score. I, I've now seen it. I've now seen it. I hated this film. I thought it was just a dumb what? whodunit. I've given it a 6.5. Um, I thought it was boring. I thought, um, yeah, James Bond's American accent was shitty and hammy. Um, just let him talk like an English person. Nah, he was fine. It was terrible. It was a te- like if you saw that accent in any other film, you go, "This guy's taking the piss." He was clearly taking the piss, and everyone clearly loved it for some reason. I don't get it. Anyway, six point five for me. Um, oh, here's another one that should definitely change: Men in Black International. How the f- yeah, that's got to change. Ollie rated that at eight point five. So the the, the, no. the statistical bell end of that is going to be right out of the window. I'm giving it a five. It was awful. <laughs> Tom. Tom's just frantically writing all these down. <laughs> well, because I think he's going by the list on the first tab, and I'm on the second tab, rescoring, so I'm having to scroll up and down. <laughs> Tom, uh, you yes. have not scored that one. I mean, in Black International, any uh, scores from you? 
Well, that's what I'm surprised by. Like, some of these ones I clearly saw, and I don't think I would have seen without the podcast, yet my scores aren't there. So, obviously, I saw them... Uh, Post-podcast or after-podcast. Yeah. Uh, Men in Black International was um, was bad. Not, was not good. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, where is the it? reteaming of Tessa the, the, Thompson the, the, and Chris Hemsworth from after... The Thor. premise of it, of having a British division of the Men in Black, was cool. Yep. Don't get me wrong on that. On that was fine. Yep. Um, but, yeah, nah. I reckon I'll give that a 5.5. Okay. Duty, you have a 7 for that. 5. Just 5. 5.5. Make it top. Okay, I, I didn't apparently score Captain Marvel for some reason. I don't know why that, that didn't happen. Um, that's that's a glaring omission. We all need to change the scores on that one. Um, see, I'm, I'm, I still think it was fairly uh, a fairly good movie i enjoyed watching that film and i know that a lot of people shit on it for all sorts of various reasons in order to keep it you know tight and sweet i think it, i think it was perfectly enjoyable in context with other marvel movies 7.5 for me i will probably drop it to a six didn't you already um, rescore that one no it's no. still 8.5 okay. that cause said uh, discussion to have a rescore. Ah, okay yeah. uh gonna give it a six it provides nothing in regards to it, it is the worst placed film in the MCU timeline it also provides absolutely nothing to the MCU Iron Man 2 is right fucking there buddy I mean, come on <laughs> Iron Man 2 does more but in regards to piecing together the Avengers where the first <sighs> film Iron Man ends with you know, Avengers Initiative and then the Iron Man 2 is like well we have a hammer dropping here we have of course the Hulk film that came out previously so there's shots of the Hulk we have a frozen we have the, the Tesseract and the shield and like you know Coulson picking up hey what's this and all that sort of stuff like that um, this does where nothing. this movie just does nothing well they, like, they needed because it happened after um, uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War so they needed to do like you know, give you context for who Captain Marvel was it was it, it was a bit ham fisted but yes I understand your point yeah, yeah, and then in, in in game she does nothing. She's yeah. at the very start, and then she rocks up at the very end. Yes. Um, Speaking so, of movies yeah. that do nothing to the um, to the universe, Ant Man and the Wasp. What a shit film that was. Um, I like that. I one. know you did. You gave it a nine. Whoa. <laughs> I'm giving Ant Man and the Wasp a six point five because it just I I get it. I get that you know there's there's things going on, and I liked that whole you know phasing out chick. She was kind of cool. But Ghost. yeah, the rest of it, it was just terrible. I I just don't enjoy it at all. And it's one of the things about what if as well, the what if averse. Every single thing seems to have something to do with the fucking quantum realm. And like the quantum realm seems to be Marvel's get out of jail free card or get out of writing a oh, script. Definitely, that's that's how we got time travel. Yeah, like, it's time travel ruins everything. Everything is to do with the quantum realm. It all links back to that, and it's just so lazy. Oh, we can't explain what happened here. Uh, you know, normal films would go, it's just magic. They've gone, Quantum Realm is our magic. So, yeah, I, I don't get it. Despite the fact we already have some uh, of magic. I was like, I rated the mummy a seven? <laughs> oh, the no, mummy. That's, the that's, mummy that's, that's the, no, no, no. That's, it's the new one, I think. Yeah. No, no, no that's not. I don't think it's, it's the original. That's the original. I don't think this, yeah, this podcast oh. did not exist when that film came out. I wouldn't have given the original a seven. Yeah, fuck that. No, eight point five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. eight point five. That movie's great. Ollie gave it a six. Well, fuck, did I give it a such a low? I'll score? give it. A, I'll give it a seven. Duty, what's your score for the Mummy? Eight point five. Okay, it's a great movie. 
I watched it last week. It still holds up. Like, it's a perfect adventure film. I watched it last year and was just like, fuck yeah, I love this film. Yeah, um, it's a great film. I've got two more films that I'm just going to rattle off scores for because they just they, they just deserve them. Uh, 8.5 for Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, and the Joker is uh, 8 for me. I thought it was... You know, actually, you know what? 7.5. It was fine for its time. I've not gone back to watch it again, though, because I'm just not interested. It's a depressing rewatch. Yeah, and it's, look, I thought it was it was a really interesting concept for the creation of the Joker character and this unreliable narrator and stuff like that, but I don't think it's a rewatchable film. So 7.5. 7.5, and you said what for Fallout? Uh, 8.5 for Fallout. The only thing that let me down was the ending. Like, I just thought it was disappointing that he actually saves the day. It would have been much more interesting for the universe if he'd let it explode. If he failed and Henry Cavill survived so we can get him in another film. Because he cocks his fucking arms. Uh, All right. Cool as shit. Spe- speed round duty. And let's see whether you've seen these. Sonic. No. <laughs> uh, Alita, Battle Angel. No. Godzilla 2. No. Oh, yeah. No. I watched half of it. Very bad. Zero. Zero. You can't, you, zero. You can't give it zero. Actually, no. No. Point five because Bear McCreary's soundtrack is very good. I've Point five because it, it existed. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Haven't seen it. Uh, I am Legend. Five point five. Oh, go fuck yourself. It's, uh, it is a, it is a good movie, but it is a very hard watch for me. Bloodshot. Haven't seen it. Uh, Knives Out. Seven point five. 7.5 Stuba Haven't seen it Bad Boys for Life Haven't seen it Alright Cool Speed round, for, speed round for Tom Rise of Skywalker uh, Yeah Let's just go in line with Fuzzy I think 6.5 um, yep. Batman 1989 uh, Oh That's got to be a hard one for you to score uh, It's a good movie I'll give it on par with Anne I'm going to give it a 7 um, A 7? For Batman 89? I gave it a 5.5 yeah. <laughs> It's a good Like 7 Is a good film um, but it's not something I'm going to seek out and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. Well, that's uh, in- just incorrect. I mean, there's flawed logic from the start. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, haven't seen it. Halloween, haven't seen it. Crawl, didn't see it. Jumanji, that can give a big ass 5.5. Uh, that film was shit. Um, Fallout, haven't seen it. Good Boy, haven't seen it. Little Monsters. Juba, haven't seen, and Bad Boys for Life can go uh, and get a go back down to a six. All right, so let's look. Let's look. Those are our rescores. We obviously haven't touched Ian's or Ollie's. Uh, we'll leave them in there just to just to act as some some outlier scores there. <laughs> and let's see. So our number one of all time till we stopped writing these down, and since we stopped writing things as drinks. Is the Matrix? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspect Fallout has come back up in the ranks. So ha- let's have a look at our original score list comparison. Uh, yeah, Fallout was at uh, seventh spot, I think. Uh, the list actually hasn't changed that much. No, it hasn't. Joker, <laughs> Joker dropped below Terminator Two. It was above Terminator Two. Did you did you not see the Gentleman, Tom? No, I didn't see the gentleman. I've oh, been meaning yeah. to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. See, um, I think I did. I give a score for that one. I think I did. I think you did. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> you gave it a seven. 
Yeah, that's fine. It's just the greatest hits, but yeah, I've seen all the jokes before, so. I reckon that the most ground lost will have to have been uh, Godzilla. Godzilla is down yeah. at the fifth worst, and it was nowhere near the fifth worst before. Duty, mm. Duty took it down a peg with that 0.5. Ouch. Dude, it's not a good. Like, Bear McCreary is a fantastic composer. Yeah. That is it. I couldn't finish the film, and it was one of those things like Netflix kept coming up with, like, it's going to leave Netflix at the end of February. So I was like, I'm not going to finish it because it's not good. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker really got brought down a peg. So Rise of Skywalker, where was that? So that's currently 16th from the bottom. I think we need to publish this list as a, you know, as a memo to society so that we can see where the scores are as, uh, as, a, as a podcast. I yeah. think as I think as well, we need to to keep up with this list because there's there's been a clear stop. Like we stopped at what the Matrix, and we've reviewed a lot since. Yes, yes, very clear. Ollie used to do, take care of the list. <laughs> no one else took it up. Your turn now, Tom. <laughs> I have been. I've been reading it. I, knew it was there. I, I at least knew it was there. Uh, look, I think we've done an excellent job with the uh, the rescores today. There's been uh, a lot of discussion around Rise of Skywalker, uh, but yes, I think there's some there's been some good changes here. I'm 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 happy with the changes that have been made. Yes, yes, hundred percent. And that has been episode duty insert episode number one twenty three. I believe you. That's more than that. I, <laughs> I think it's one twenty four. I think. No, one, no, that's two, 200 something. Jesus Christ, we're bad at this. Episode 223. Yep, 223. You were only 100 off. <laughs> um, I knew it was something like that. Well, it was a good solid round number, that's good. Uh, yeah, and we, uh, we know you have a choice when listening to Pop Culture Podcasts, and you clearly picked the one with nerd in the title. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed us rambling on and talking about Uber Eats rewards. What are your Uber Eats rewards points? Why don't you tell me how much you've spent on Uber? Then Please, that compare. would be nice. Then we can compare sizes. I've been Tom. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. I've been Fuzzy reminding you to rate The Princess Bride more highly. <laughs> And I've been duty reminding you that the Princess Bride isn't that great. Huh. It's, it's fine. Shock. It's fine. <laughs> Boo.